Hi, I'm Breck. And I'm Sally. And we're two friends that wondered why it was so hard to make friends as we got older. Join us each week on Bask in Friendship as we explore friendship themes and tips on forging better bonds. We believe female friendships are going to save the world. So this week, we're talking about a friend category that is often its own subcategory, mom friends. There are apps and podcasts dedicated solely to the art and desire for mom friends. Um, Just to level set, though, I'm not a mom. And I have two little girls who are three and one. And so I am very much in the needy years of motherhood. So um, we're approaching this topic through the lens of it being a type of agentic friendship. You might recall from an earlier podcast um, that agentic friends are those friends that build bonds quickly because they share common goals or interests. And yep, motherhood can be one of the interests that can encourage women to go from acquaintances and into that agentic friends group and probably quickly. Um, It may feel like motherhood or mommy friends are this much broader group than say knit during a time when the birth rate is on the decline, but there are still 3.7 million new babies born every year. So that's a lot of women who need a mom friend. Yes. This is a topic that seems simple from the outside um, because it's just a friendship based on a shared experience, but it's actually so much more complicated and emotionally charged than that. Because from personal experience, I can't think of a more challenging bar to base a friendship on. People are so afraid of being judged as mother and it's such a vulnerable experience and there isn't one right way to raise a child. So everyone's version of what is right looks different and therein lies the trickiness of being a mom friend. Uh, There's also the inverse of mom friends, which is what happens to your friends when one person becomes a mother and the other one isn't. Um, Sally, have you ever felt that change in a friend dynamic when one friend entered this new stage? And then how did you guys navigate that? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, And you're right. The new role that a woman takes on, and for some women, this might happen as soon as they find out they're pregnant. It's definitely emotionally charged and complicated from what I've observed. Um, And I've, I've felt that. Um, So mostly for me, I think uh, when I, when I think about my friends becoming mom friends, um, I have felt a friend go from that peer or equal in that we might have a shared interest or shared experience and we like to read or we like to run or we like to have a glass of wine. But as soon as they become pregnant, um, that friend becomes this all-knowing guru of all things female, change, motherhood, parenting, and wisdom. I found that shift, especially if it happens in like day three of pregnancy, really difficult to stand by and continue showing up as the same friend that I was. Um, I can't really recall a time that it ever ruined a deep friendship or made me lose a real friend, but it definitely prevented growth into that real friend space because I just couldn't keep up or like appreciate that shift in the same way that they were experiencing it. And sometimes it could feel just like we're no longer on that equal footing and I just like couldn't be part of it or I couldn't catch up or I couldn't be present with them as this new all-knowing guru. Um, And that shared interest about something that was like truly so critical in their lives at some point 
now is so small and pale in comparison to this grand, amazing new role or new responsibility that they have. So poof, um, you know, it's, it's gone. That, that shared bond is gone. Yeah. And you know, it's funny um, that you mentioned it because I mean, like, there, there's that dynamic of like kind of being on the outside, but I feel like I'm also, I'm on the inside and I've also had friends who are like become very mother earth um, very early on. Right. And this, um, like they shift into a new identity and sometimes it's not one, it's not always the same person that you were friends with. Right. It's like, <clears throat> I guess any other friend can, you know, try in a new identity. Like you have one friend who all of a sudden just becomes very dogmatic about one certain thing. Um, and it's hard because I mean, for me personally, I, I'm like, yes, I know me too. I, I also am doing this. I am also a mom. I am also up to my eyeballs and diapers. Like you don't need to tell me how these things, right? Like uh, it's a shared experience. So I, I do wonder if there's that phenomenon of, I guess some people overly identifying with motherhood as an identity, right? Which is like, a way to make people the other and not as like a common bonding experience or like as a human experience, because at the end of the day, like it is biology, like nothing reminded me that I'm a mammal as much <laughs> as like being a mother and breastfeeding. And it really took away like any sort of false idea that we are like these very evolved, intelligent beings. And I was like, we are just mammals with milk. I mean, it's so, it's so um, equalizing. Um, and so to, for some people to make it into a, an otherness identity, I, I, I also bristle at. And, it, but I've also found that like in my own search for wanting to have mom friends, I, I think the pendulum has also swung that a lot of my friends just who have always been my friends. I have a lot of friends who are just single women who are, some are married or like not single, some are married, some are not married, but there are a lot of like childless women who are, you know, late thirties, late forties, it's just not a part of their plan. And it's, it's an, it's a non thing now. Um, but to get into more of this detail, we'd love to introduce a today's guest, which is Holly Sturdivan. She's the head of marketing for Puffworks. She's also a mother of two in Portland. Uh, I absolutely adore her. So thank you for joining us today, Holly. Thank you guys for having me. We're so excited you're here and to help us um, really think about um, this really important topic and to offer your um, experience and, and wisdom on it. So um, really just to dive right in, how did your experience becoming a mother influence how you showed up at work and how has it informed the direction that your company has taken? Man, we're going right into these hard questions, <laughs> both motherhood and running a company and like, how has it all unfolded for you? Yeah. So, um, it's, you know, I think it's, it's hard that it, it didn't have an impact on it. Um, Puffworks was, uh, kind of a serendipitous, um, opportunity where I had reached a point I was, I was doing marketing for an agency, um, prior, like when I found out that I was pregnant and, um, you know, through a lot of kind of soul searching, decided not to return to that job after becoming a mom, um, and when my daughter was born, I think it was probably around, she hit about four months old and 
um, I think Breck put it really well, like you become kind of this like mammal and you, you tend to like lose that side of, of your, your worth that you had in a way of like your, I wanted to talk to an adult, um, you know, and this was pre COVID. So two weeks later, my husband was back at work and I, I definitely kind of felt that like, Oh, like, what did you talk about? What did you learn? What did you do? And I wanted to like, you know, I be a part of it, but I wasn't really sure. And I was kind of scared to go back into the workforce. And then um, my husband actually found the job opportunity with Puffworks. And um, he knew that I was pretty passionate about wanting to try to build a a brand. And so um, it's kind of funny because when I went to talk to who my now boss and the founder of Puffworks, um, you know, I kind of didn't really say anything about the fact that uh, I was a new mom and my daughter was only four months old for for fear that probably a lot of women have of like, you know, I, I don't want that to um, be the reason I don't get a job or something like that, which, you know, is kind of silly that we're still in that world. But, um, but then actually after I told him, he, his eyes got wide and he said, well, we're trying to launch a, a version of our puffs for babies. So you're actually our target demographic. <laughs> um, and so, you know, uh, to make a long story short, like I think it was, um, it, it was a great opportunity to not only build a brand, but build a brand while learning how to be the demographic. And that has certainly led to um, not only me figuring out how to navigate the ups and downs of motherhood while also working. Um, I, I made it very clear from early on that she was going to be my priority um, and that I will get my stuff done, but it might not always be in the same way that it it might have been. You know, I can't stay late at the office. I have to pick her up from daycare. If she gets sick, she's my priority. And it happened a lot in the first six months of her life, um, probably more. Um, and now I actually have a son too. He's almost one. Um, and, you know, that kind of, you know, COVID has changed that a little bit, but I think it all remains true that I'm, I'm, I'm very committed to being a mom, but I also, um, you know, I do want to show up for work and build the brand and it kind of just helps that I get to kind of in a, in a way be the face of the company, but I also know what a lot of our customers are kind of going through and what they're looking for. Yeah. You brought up something really interesting and I think, um, that so many people can relate to, which is like that hard struggle to hold both of like being a mom and working and being out in the world. And you know, it's like the working, like you don't have a family, having a family, like you don't have a job and like COVID has exacerbated it for everybody. And in some ways, I think, I mean, per, like per, speaking personally, like we feel like we're lucky because that means my husband's not traveling anymore. So I have more support than I had mm-hmm. um, where I'm like, maybe, maybe leave the house. But, um, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, there's no delineation as much and that can be really challenging. It's like the, the creep where you're like all of a sudden you feel like you're constantly working for a lot of people. Um, and I like relate so much because I remember when my oldest was just a baby, like my desire to like have it grown up to talk to was like so intense. (laughs) And so what I needed was to have like that friend who was in the trenches with me because I didn't go back to work when I, when I, we moved to Austin when I was seven months pregnant and I stopped working. So it was like new city, new identity, new baby at home constantly. And I was like, I've never needed a friend more. 
And that's when that desire, like, I need a mom friend. I need a mom friend. And everyone kept telling me, oh, well, once you meet a mommy group, like, you're golden. Um, and that was challenging. So I would imagine, like, for you, did you, did, like, work fill that bucket for you? Or did you feel, still feel, like, a very intense need to have a mom friend? Or, like, how did you go about yeah. it? I mean, that's a great question. I think it's one that I still kind of struggle with. Um, but, you know, when I had my daughter, we were kind of the first of our friend group, not only, um, you know, I had, so I grew up in Oklahoma. And so I had a lot of friends from like college that still live there. Um, none of them were moms. Um, some of them were just getting married. And I actually, you know, I had to miss my best friend's wedding because I was like nine months prior. I think her, my due date was on her wedding day. It was so sad, but, but good, you know, it's like a happy sad. Um but, um, you know, and then, and then a lot of our friends in Portland were, were not there yet either. And so I think it was just like, I didn't expect, I had always wanted to be a mom. Like I never, that was always on my plan. And I was very fortunate that we were able to, you know, get pregnant. Um, but I didn't expect that feeling of like, I'm, I'm kind of sad that, that I don't have anybody. Like it was almost like I became a mom and, and everybody else was just like out doing their own thing. And, and, you know, I don't know if it was all the emotions that come with having a baby that, that make you start like going in your mind of like, Oh, I don't have any friends. And like, nobody wants to be my friend anymore because I have this new life and this new, like you guys said, identity. Um, and, and then you kind of start feeling like that when they do start showing up that you feel like you can't talk about motherhood because you don't, you know, don't want to annoy them or, or things like that. So I definitely had that. And I don't think that work really um, filled the void of the friend of the mom friend. I think I just had to start seeking out time um, to try to reconnect with my friends in a different way. And, and sometimes it was about kind of having hard conversations of like, Hey, like, do you guys not invite me to things anymore because you think that I have a, a kid and and that I can't do things? Um, and you know, my my husband was really supportive in that. Um, he would kind of encourage me to go have late girl time and and whatever that might be. Um, and so I think that you know, to answer your question, like, I think it's I think it's still kind of a challenge. And, and luckily now, like, a lot of my good friends and childhood friends, like. They do now. Most of them have kids, not all of them and not all of them will. But I think um, I think it, one of my friends actually said, like, wow, until I had a kid, I don't think I realized like how much this how much work this is. And I wish I had shown up for my friends more. And I think that really resonated with me of like, yeah, I, I, you don't want to be the friend that's like, hey, um, be a better friend. <laughs> But I do think that there was like a lot of struggle with how, figuring out how to voice what you need. And until your friends are in the trenches with you, like, how do you have that, you know, that shared um, experience where you can kind of like complain or embrace the joy or the funny stuff or things like that. Um, but then also kind of outside of the motherhood, just connect on another level, whether it's about work or whether it's about the world or, or you know, just silly things. Um, we're going to see a movie or, you know, obviously COVID has changed a lot of that and made it even more of a need to have like, you know, Zoom calls or things like that. But I think it's, 
I think I'm definitely a person that needs that female connection and, and, um, to make me, my, to make me feel like I'm not crazy with some of the things that I think or go through. And, um, and I'm, I'm also lucky to have two older sisters. So I think that has helped too, but it, but at the same time, it's, you know, they're, they're my best friends by relation. (laughs) Um, but to have friends that, you know, can go through things with you and, and just kind of let you remember that you're not just a mom, um, too, I think has been helpful, but definitely hard, harder to find as you get older and have two kids and, you know, I think you touched on two things that were really interesting, which is, well, a couple of things, but I'll just choose two, which is, I think there's like an understanding that I've talked to a lot of, a lot of friends, which is like the surprise of motherhood is that it's incredibly lonely and incredibly isolating. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's a thing that most people, I didn't know going into it. I had no idea. Um, and I think it's like a very much a shared experience and like a, a normal behavior. And like, if everyone knew it was normal, maybe it wouldn't feel as, as scary and as bad because there is something just inherently like lonely and isolating about being like, even if you yeah want to be a mom so bad at a certain point, like you're staring at a, at a cute little not like a little just bundle that is not interacting with you and just is a bundle of need. And you're, it's not a hundred percent joy a hundred percent of the time. Right. And it's, that's hard for people. And that's like, I think even more the reason that you need your friends, whether they're in it with you or not. However, I found like you want someone who's in the trenches. Um, right. Because I had a friend, a close friend who was a couple like a year, two years, some friends who are like four years ahead. And instead of getting the like, Oh, I know. I'm so sorry. I'm tired too. Which is what I wanted to hear. Like this commiseration and like validation. I would hear, you know, you think that's bad. Just wait until blank. Just wait until blank. And I'm like, that sounds so much worse. I don't (laughs) And um, that advice of just you wait. It probably was meant like in, in like good spirit but it felt like really minimizing. Um, and then the other thing that I think was really interesting about you is like your husband made kind of helped support you and that you made an effort. I think that's something that a lot of people I, I find kind of choose one or the other. Like they're like, I choose mom and I have stopped, like kind of closed the door on other parts of my life. And maybe it's temporary or maybe it's time specific but do you think like that was something you needed a nudge to do or is that something like you knew you needed? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it, I think it kind of is both and it's kind of like a roller coaster of always needing to be the case. Um, I, I think that with, you know, COVID, well, there's been a lot of, you know, the world is sad right now. Right. So but I, but I think a little bit of the silver lining as a mom is that it kind of allowed me to pause and like really just think about how I show up for my kids and um, and then like who I want to be kind of like once this is all over kind of thing. I mean, I want my daughter, I always kind of joked in the beginning that she was such a daddy's girl and, you know, didn't didn't want me. And I was like, oh, that was like the worst part. Like, 
oh my gosh, I have this daughter that I'm, you know, so madly in love with and she wants to be with daddy all the time. <laughs> um, and I think that like in the beginning of COVID, we were like trying to potty trainer and things like this. And it was like, um, we really opened up and like started our bond in, in a different way. And like you said, like, she's not just this thing that stares at me and like needs things. She's like capable of going to the bathroom. Like, on her own and, and, uh, and wants me to read books. And, and I think she kind of found my like playful mom side versus like the, like, Oh, you got to get to school and you got to eat your dinner and you, you know, you got to learn how to use the potty and all that stuff. Um, and so I think that like the more we were isolated from our friends and a lot from our family, like I kind of like went into this hole of like, okay, but like, this is who I'm supposed to be. And I'm going to just dive in I'm going to own it. And over time, it was almost like I was like, I, I don't know. It was like, I lost that like desire to want to go out and, and be not the mom, you know, like I'm fine with just hanging out with my daughter, taking care of my son, cleaning the house and staying calm. But the reality is, is that um, I think that I, I hit some breaking points and realized that um by taking a step back and like just learning how to go do things, whether it's like alone somewhere, like go to target by myself or like go on a walk with a friend or, or do like a socially distanced meetup in the park. It's amazing how much, uh, how much you become like refreshed by that. And then I think that you can kind of be a better mom um, when you do kind of let go of that need to like be one or the other. But I do think that like, I need the nudge sometimes, but other times I think I have to kind of get to that breaking point of like, you know, it's time to take a step back because nobody in their right mind can just do parenthood like a hundred percent of the time all day. Like, I mean, I I think that it's, it's just not anybody that tells you that they never get mad at their kids or irritated. Like, I don't. I don't know that they're being very truthful, <laughs> um, but when you take a step back and, and kind of, uh, and see what, what else you can offer or get in return outside of the motherhood role, um, then you can be, you can just show up differently, I think. And I think it's healthy. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, I think that's a good point. It's like, it's sort of like inertia, right? Mm-hmm. It's, if you shut it down and you're just like, um, the central park horse with the blinders, like you're like, I'm only a mom. I'm only a mom. I'm only a mom. It's fine. And it like gets you there and you don't realize like what you're missing, I guess. And maybe you're sometimes you're just not missing anything. You're just satisfied. Um, but then it's like, it reminds me of like Esther Perel, where she's like, talk, talks about how like your one r- romantic relationship and how we demand so much of it. Right. We want our partner to be like our best friend, our lover, our like emotional support, our like cheerleader, our this or that. And I think it's the same thing too, like in COVID where I'm like, my whole universe can't just be like these four walls and like reminding myself, because I do it too. It's like, I have to remind myself, I'm like, oh yeah, I need to like make an effort to like see this friend over here and like try to call that person over there because in like so much uncertainty with the world right now, the only, like, I feel like the only comfort is routine. Mm-hmm. And like that part became, like Sally and I talked about this a little bit, which is like our routine has become so comforting. Like knowing, like, I kind of don't want to leave the house sometimes, 
even though I I can more so now, but I've just become really stuck in my routine, mostly for better. I would hope like a lot of it is productive stuff, but it's that nudge and like that reminder that once I get out there and like I talk to a friend and we go for a walk around the park that like it actually is great and I do feel so much better. But it's not always like easy now. It's almost made it harder. What do you right. Mean? I'm, I'm curious, I'm curious for both of you, um, if you can even like, like COVID is its own, even we might even want like mom in times of COVID conversation, which we're touching on a little here, but if you can ignore COVID just a little bit, um, since you both have had experience, um, having children before COVID, um, maybe we can't ignore COVID, but I'm going to preface the question with that. Did you find that when you made friends as being as, as moms or with other mom friends, to fulfill whatever piece that might be to help your routine or not to help with your routine, whatever that is, was that enough to sustain a whole relationship or, or does there need to be other things that keep you together? Like is mom motherhood, mommy land enough in a friendship? Um, I don't think so. I mean, personally in my experience, like, and I, and I'm a people person. I, I, and I, I definitely have loved having like my female friendships over the years. And I, I, I think that um, while it can be a really good um, way to kind of get a little bit closer to somebody, um, I think that like, it's not, I don't think that it's enough only because um, at the end of the day, you're still, you might parent differently or you might have different um, interests outside of that. Um, you know, it's like, can I grab a drink with somebody? And can we, I I think you guys have maybe talked about it in one of your um, episodes, but it's like, um, how comfortable is it? Um, I I think that if you can kind of find that common ground of conversation, but then you kind of feel like you run out of things to say, you're you're maybe not like wanting to see them again. It kind of gets harder to, to make the effort when you already have such limited time, um, to give of yourself. Um, and I, and I really like to be a good friend. Like if I'm going to be a friend, I'm going to show up, I'm going to remember their birthdays. I'm going to make an effort to see them when I can and, and do little things here and there. And, and, you know, I, I think in some ways I like that in return, but, um, but sometimes it is kind of just surface level, I think is what I may be trying to get at is that you can be friends with like the mom you meet at um, like, you know, daycare pickup or things like that. Or maybe you see them at the park when you're with your kids together. But um, I, I think that there needs to be a little bit more substance in my opinion, but curious what you think, Breck. Yeah. You know, I think you touched on it because it's, um, I think it's enough to sustain an acquaintance. But I, I, I feel like, yeah, I, I want like a true friend. Like I want to, I want an all the time friend, like a deep friend. And so, um, you know, it's pleasantries. It's like the same as I am with my neighbors. It's like, it's enough. It's the same as like proximity, you know, you're like, it's enough to talk about at a very high level, but like, it doesn't get past that. Right. Um, it's like talking about the weather. It's like, yeah, so preschool, huh? And so it does, um, you need more, you need with, I think like an example of like how I met Holly, like she kind of came into my orbit is because we were connected on in like a marketing class. 
Um, and, and I just thought she was like so incredibly helpful and she was so nice. And like, she always like wanted to help other people brainstorm and things, which I was like, that's just like a great trait in someone is someone who's like, like a team player and cares about other people. She wasn't just there for her. Um, but when, you know, like, you know, in the conversation was like, Oh, Hey, like, there was like a little sneak peek of her kid came and, and onto the video. And, you know, I was like, Oh, I same, I get it. I get the struggle. Like I get the, um, the little pop-ins and I get the distraction. And so we had connected on these like levels of things I care deeply about first. And her being a mom was like, a sh- it's like a shared experience. It's like saying like, we had the same, like alma mater. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, I don't know if I'd be friends with just that level but it's all the other things and then like little bonus right I I I was gonna say the same thing in that marketing class I think actually um when I met you I think that that was probably actually one of the triggers for me to realize that like wow I have missed like meeting new people and finding like new friends and I think you know it was funny because we I liked that we like slacked a lot (laughs) And it, and it's like, it was definitely at a time where like none of my, we, none of my friends were like doing anything. And so there wasn't a lot to talk about. And I, I like looked forward to like, you know, hearing from you and, and you were very supportive in kind of the challenges that I was having at work kind of outside of being a mom, you know? And I, I think that that's, it's, it's really hard to come by um, in today's world, but when you do have it, I think that you kind of get like another pep in your step of like, oh, like I can grow up and be a mom, but I, I don't just have to like narrow my my group to like who I already know. Um and the and like you said, like it can it can be a great shared um experience, but that like there can be so much more and um and maybe one day we can actually meet in person. <laughs> so you know I think I think it just it's um, it was a good example of kind of just like how I think my my soul needed to be um, reminded that you know friendships are important and and women are are, are key because I I think another funny thing is like I talk my husband and I are very open with each other but I think there definitely becomes times where I'm like you I you're just not a girl like I just need like I need to talk to somebody in a different way and and you know and he has that in you know, he needs his guys too, but I think that's where we, we get the, um, you know, the kind of like itch of like, all right, like this conversation is better had with my girlfriends. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, just final closing thoughts on motherhood and ships um, to both of you ladies, given the state of the world and how, how much responsibility is being placed back on mothers, especially how can a friend, a real friend show up for you guys now? What do you need? I can jump in. Um, I would say realistically for me personally, be persistent. Um, I feel more scattered than I would prefer to be right now. Um, And so until they can do mark on red on texts, be persistent because I will read your test text it at a weird time. I'll be at a stoplight and I won't have time to respond. And I mean to, um, so please don't take it personally. I think that's the thing with just moms in general, you're like holding something and something rings and like, 
you know, it's, it's, I need two more arms. And, um, and so, and just really gracious friends. And so it's, it's not personal. And I think that's the thing maybe just to remind like all people in all friendships right now, it's like, it's not personal. A lot of people are going through things. And so maybe giving people two more passes than you would have two years ago is okay. Yeah. Um, I, I think that maybe it's just about checking in and like thinking of me first sometimes or or just thinking of me at all or showing me that you're thinking of me. I think that's like, it's such a hard thing to want to proactively tell somebody like, cause you, it, it, the feeling is so much better when it kind of comes out of nowhere. Um, I, I definitely kind of struggle with that sometimes of like, am I the one that's always checking in on my friends? Like the ones that don't have moms or the ones that do, um, you know, and there's like that every now and then you get like a, um, a box of cookies on your doorstep <laughs> that works too. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think that it's just really honestly the simple reminders that, that they think of you and that, you know, when you can't come over and hold the baby or, fold my laundry, <laughs> um, that, that you can just kind of like re- remind me that you care about me and that I have friends out there. I think that's, um, it's kind of just like the simple little, um, kind of spark that, that I think keep me going and, and make me excited that there's going to be a time that maybe we can get together at some point and, and, you know, have deeper conversations. But I think that probably kind of is what I need right now. So in COVID times more than any time, be persistent, show up for your friends right now, text them if you're listening to this, especially those mom friends, let them know you're thinking of them. And send cookies. And send cookies. (laughs) No one's going to say no to cookies. (laughs) If we can start a movement, (laughs) cookie mail. (laughs) Exactly. Well, that is it for this week's episode of Baskin Friendship. Thanks so much to Holly Sturdivan for joining us. If you want to find Holly, she's at Puffworks. Um, and we'll give you some more information. So check out our show notes. And if you liked what you hear, please subscribe and we'll see you next week.